Welcome to the King's Island Central Podcast. KI Central is King's Island's ultimate fan site. Now, here's your host, Robbie Zerhusen and Brad Purdue. Welcome to podcast number 22 with special guest Nick Gaskins, Mr. Perfect Attendance and Prestige Pass holder and KI Central member on KI Central. How's it going, Nick? Fantastic. How are you doing? I am pretty good. Tell us a little bit about yourself. So I'm a huge Kings Island fan. I've been going for many years now. I love the park, love the atmosphere, love the rides. Uh, being so close to the park, where else can you go so close to your house, sit roller coasters, and have fun in Ohio like this? Yeah, really. You consider yourself a coaster enthusiast. I do. What is your favorite ride of all time and why? So my favorite ride has got to be Orion. I know a lot of people have given hate for Orion just because it <laughs> may or may not be a giga, but I love that first drop. I love it. Mm-hmm. I can't tell you how many times I've ridden it last season, and I look forward to riding it this season. I just love Orion. I, I love it, too. I wish it was a little bit longer, but... Uh, I agree. <laughs> the giga thing, I, I don't care about that. <laughs> Personally, I don't either. <laughs> you know, that first drop is good. Could it have been taller? Oh, whatever. Uh, yeah. But... You know, it's still got a 300 foot drop. Do wish it was a tad longer. That would be my only, uh, my only critique. I uh, wish it was a little bit longer. But yeah. other than that, yes, Orion is a really good uh, ride. So, what would be your favorite ride outside of Kings Island? Hmm, that's a good question. I've not visited too many parks outside of Kings Island. However, uh, I can't think of the name of it. It's at uh, Carowinds. Uh, we went there when I lived down South Carolina. I'd have to look up the name. I'm, I apologize. Is it there, Giga? Is it? No, this was uh, probably about nine years ago. Oh, okay. So it's one of the older rides there. I, I apologize. No, that's okay. I, I did put you on the spot there. <laughs> well, today we're going to talk uh, with Nick about having perfect attendance, his upgrade to the Prestige Pass for 2023, and Adventure Port. What encouraged you to go to Kings Island every operational day? So it kind of started as a joke about five seasons ago. We had gotten passes. We'd lived right here in Mason. And uh, I ended the season, we probably went 70, 75 times that first season. Oh, wow. And I said, next year, let's just start going every day because we live so close. And it just <laughs> kind of turned into something. And before I knew it, I hit 100 days. I hit 125 days. And I think that first season, I ended up close to bit was like 140 operating days mm-hmm. and we were there every day so it just kind of continued on from there it, it was never really planned to go every day like that it just started out as a kind of a, a joke with the family and here we are going to season five of <laughs> going every consecutive operating day for the last four seasons and so you're going to continue that trend this year absolutely how many years you, you plan on it uh, until I don't know. you we'll can't go one day or something or until just something happens and I miss a day and hopefully it's not this season hopefully it's not for many seasons down the road but right. I'm sure there will be a day that I will miss and I'll end the streak but <laughs> as as much as I can help it I don't plan on missing any days in the near future so you said we <clears throat> I assume your your family goes with you not every day so they're not as much of an enthusiast as I am but I usually take somebody at least every day and my daughter works there she started right. in haunt two seasons ago so there's times like i'll take her to work and i'll hang out up there all day or 
And there's times like I would just pop in for a couple hours, ride some coasters, grab a meal, meet up some friends, and head back home. So what does the rest of your family think about you going every day? My son, who's 11, he thinks it's awesome. He thinks it's the greatest thing ever is going to Kings <laughs> Island every day, which he doesn't go every day. The first season, he went every day with me. Oh, really? And uh, the, yeah, the second season, uh, he just kind of dropped off a little bit, but he still goes quite a bit. My wife, uh, she thinks it's funny. I go every day, <laughs> but it could be worse. <laughs> There's worse things to do every day. What about extended family? My mom thinks it's uh, kind of cool that I'm, I picked up a hobby and I'm going every day. Uh, aunts, uncles, cousins, they all think it's great. Uh, they see my uh, uh, interview with a Spectrum News last season. It just popped up on their TV. It's like, hey, there's Nick on TV. <laughs> <laughs> At this point, do you feel obligated that you have to go every single day? In a way, I do, because there's so many people that message me. It's like, hey, are you going to continue on the season? And of course, I've got to reply and say, yeah. <laughs> and I've never met a stranger up there. I, I, I've met a lot of good friends up there. Uh, there's never been a time that I've gone up there and not ran into friends and, and rode rides with people, ate a meal with people. Right. It's uh, more of a social ga- gathering up there. I like going just for the atmosphere and the, the people I've met over the years. Yeah, and, and running KI Central, uh, I see someone up there every single time, might ride you know, a couple cycles with somebody or something. And my kids mm-hmm. are kind of like, you know, everybody here, you, you start yeah. talking to people in line, <laughs> you, you see people out in the midway, you start talking to them. How do you know all these people? And, mm-hmm. you know, you, you just become a friendly person and, uh, you know, you, you make friends and learn people and find uh, other people in your hobby. And it, I really enjoy doing that. You know, it's, yeah. uh, it's kind of a little close knit family, you might say. It really is. And there's been several occasions I've ran into you up there with your family and yeah. we talk. We've read Mystic Timbers together and it's yep. just a good time running into people. Yeah, I, I, I like that aspect. And, you know, being two hours away, I don't get there every single day like you. But, uh, mm-hmm. you know, when I do get there, I, I do like running into to people that may know me. And, you know, there's sometimes people come up, start talking. like I have no idea who you are. But, you know. No. <laughs> <laughs> But I'll talk to him like I've known like, him forever. Hey, Indy guy, how are you? I'm doing great. And yeah. we'll walk away. My wife, uh, she's on KI Central too. And uh, we'll walk away. She goes, who's that? I go, I don't have any idea. But, you know, learned a little I bit about it. <laughs> <laughs> so do you have a particular routine uh, when you go to the park every single day? So normally what I like to do is I walk, like to walk up down International Street. I love the atmosphere there. I love everything about it. You've got the fountain. You've got the Eiffel Tower. You've got restaurants. You've got the sweet spot over there with fresh baked cookies and desserts mm-hmm. and snacks. I like walking that area first. Then I'll make my way around to hit a couple rides. So I assume Orion is on the list to hit every single time? As much as I can, I do. <laughs> <laughs> is there any other coasters that it's kind of a, a must ride before you, you leave for the day? So I know a lot of people have mentioned this before. Adventure Express. I love Adventure Express at night. I think it's very underrated. I think the atmosphere and over there, and with the new theming this year, I think it's going to be a much better experience for night rides. Because I know yeah, a lot I of people, too. they like the Beast at night. And mm-hmm. I love the Beast at night. But if you've never had a chance to ride Adventure Express at night, I highly recommend it. I 100% agree. We had, there were some KIC members a couple of years ago who said, you really got to ride this at night. Mm-hmm. And we, we took that opportunity and you're not joking. It, it really is uh, a great night ride as well. Yeah. So how many hours per day do you spend at the park on average? So on average, I'll go maybe just a couple hours. But there's been times like uh, 
I'll go the entire shift. My daughter's working. So that's eight hours. She's done doubles before. And oh, I've wow. done many open to closes last season, especially on the weekends. I'll get there 10 o'clock when they open and I'll stay till 10 o'clock at night. Just before <laughs> you know it, the time gets away from you there. You don't realize you've been there for eight, nine, 10, 12 hours. Right. Especially when you're walking around, you talk to people and next thing you know, two <laughs> or three hours has disappeared. I mean, that, that's one of the things I love about it. It's like I'm closed off from the rest of the world. And you don't care about the time, you know, That's right. yeah. it's like you, you see people, you go get line. I'm not worried about what time this is or that is mm-hmm. other than, yep, it's been four hours. I can eat again uh, <laughs> for your milk <laughs> class. But other than that, you know, I, I really don't care about what time it is when I'm there. And that's part of the fun for me of disconnecting from everything, including time. Yeah. Especially like a long day at work. I like to go there and wind. I'm not looking to see what time it is. Like I am in meetings at work. Like mm-hmm. I still got five more minutes or 10 more minutes. No, just time just gets away from you there. And before you know it, it's, it's time to go. They're closing the park down. Yeah. Uh, and I love that aspect of it. So besides getting wet on rainy day, do you do anything different? Not really. I've got a, a large supply of ponchos I keep in the car. Just a little throwaway Walmart ones. I always have one in my, my pocket just in case, case, cause you never know what's going to rain or not up there. Right. However, on rainy days, uh, I'd normally hang out the VIP area like that opened this past season or go to Feth House or Skyline or Starbucks, but rain never really deterred me from going. Right. Do you have any other hobbies that you do in the summer besides going to Kings Island every day? Is there time? Not. Well, <laughs> I've got plenty of time for other hobbies. Uh, however, not really. Uh, I'm really into Legos, so I build Legos. I've got a lot I of didn't know that. Lego collection. Seeing your uh, <laughs> Facebook post. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, besides Kings Iron Legos, I'm, I'm a pretty boring guy. You're pretty boring. So what do you do in the off-season when you don't have the opportunity to go to Kings Island every day? Do you feel empty? I do feel empty in a way. However, it gives me a chance to refresh and uh, just rest for the, the next coming season. Mm-hmm. I make a list of home projects I want to get completed over the off-season. I just uh, did crown molding throughout the house. I've got uh, some landscape work I want to get done. I want to finish it up Thursday. So I can be up there all weekend long for opening weekends. And well, you still got a couple of days in the weeks here uh, before daily operations start. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I've got a, a couple of weeks there. So anything else you want to tell us about uh, having perfect attendance at the park? Any words of wisdom on that? So words of wisdom, it's, I couldn't think of a better place to spend my time. I enjoy going up there. Like I said, I enjoy the atmosphere. I love running into friends uh, that I haven't seen for a couple of weeks. A lot of people, they'll, they'll come up on the weekends, they'll travel in, out of town, they'll message me. It's like, hey, if we run into each other, you want to hit some rides? And of course, I'm always up for <laughs> rides with somebody. Yeah. And it's just a place I, I really can't explain the atmosphere there. You go in and time gets away from you. And the friends I've met over the seasons is just unrealistic on how many people I've really got to know and, and keep in contact with them over the, the off season. Mm-hmm. Well, let's move on to Cedar Fair's Prestige Pass they introduced for the 2023 season and it's been a little bit of a confusing package for those that purchased it last year some of the benefits were immediate others don't start until you know this coming weekend uh when the season starts and some of the advertised past benefits seem to have kind of changed as the weeks went by so Mm -hmm. before we get into some of those details let's ask your general thoughts about the pass as a whole what was the driving force for you to upgrade your existing pass to the prestige so just the benefits of it, uh, it allows you to get to the park two hours early, which wasn't available last season. However, that starts this season. 
the VIP area, I think it's a wonderful idea. It gives you a chance to get away from uh, the crowds, the hustle and bustle of like being in the fest house or even the brew house. It gives mm-hmm. you a chance to get away and kind of, it's tucked outside the, uh, just the general foot traffic of the park. I think it's just a, a great concept they came up with uh, for people to just get over there, rest, get a snack, enjoy a cool beverage and uh, refresh yourselves and, on a hot sunny day. After being able to use it a little bit at the end of last fall, as you mentioned, what was your favorite benefit uh, of the past so far? So the only real benefit I was able to actually use last year was just the VIP area. Mm-hmm. And I think that's a great addition to the park. And I look forward to uh, what their plans are this season with it. I noticed the use of the VIP area was one that seemed to interest you um, mm-hmm. when the pass became available. And you just mentioned that. Do you think it'd be a benefit to others like myself who have a season pass, but we drive a long way to get over there? I didn't see the personal benefit of the prestige because when I come, you know, I don't live real close. So it's not mm-hmm. sometimes a more of a relaxing. Now, uh, this weekend we're, we're staying in a hotel for opening weekend and past preview day. I don't even know if I'd you, you know, benefit with that then either. What's your thoughts for other people who may travel a little bit further away? So my thoughts on that is I've got a couple of friends that uh, are about two and a half hours away. They did not purchase it just for that simple reason. Yeah. When they come to the park, it's, uh, it's a planned adventure for them. Mm-hmm. So it's normally a weekend they'll stay at a hotel. And with coming like that, they try to get as much done in the park as they possibly can during their short stays. So I get it. It's not for everybody. However, with the benefits, with the, uh, the new parking, uh, being able to park in the preferred lot, that's going to save you a little money. Uh, you get an extra discount on merchandise with the prestige. Right. But uh, like I said, it's not for everybody, but I think it's a great concept, and I look forward to seeing the future benefits with it. No regrets than purchasing it so far. No, none whatsoever. But on the other hand, I go every day, and like, there's times like I've had meetings, I've had work meetings up there. I'll log in to take care of a couple of things while I'm up there. So I'll go back to the VIP area, mm-hmm. take care of some issues at work, and I log into like a WebEx meeting, Teams meeting. And it's just like a quiet area for me to just get out of the way of people. Right. Yeah, I, I see where yeah, if you're able to work away from the office, uh, mm-hmm. no reason not to put make Kings Island your office. <laughs> yeah, I've worked at Kings Island many days. <laughs> <laughs> so one of the big topics about the Prestige Pass on KIC and the threads was the change in drink benefits from bottled water to pop and to infused water dispensers. Tell us your experience with that change and your thoughts on what happened. Well, I think it was a great idea they came out with uh, keeping the VIP uh, experience that they had for the uh, the daily tickets where you can actually buy the VIP for a daily price. Mm-hmm. So they had bottled uh, Coke beverages. They had bottled water. I think that was a fantastic idea. I see the reason that they kind of got out of doing that with uh, going up there, spending a lot of time in the VIP area. I would see people come in and uh, they'd go straight for the cooler. They'd grab a couple out. They'd walk out. So they may have been given to people who didn't have the VIP uh, or the, the prestige passes. And I also seen several people that would come in with backpacks. They'd load up their backpacks with several bottles. They'd oh, load them up with uh, several bags of chips. And I think that's what was a driving force was to figure out another idea. So with going to the infused water, I think it was a great idea. However, there were some issues with that, uh, making sure that uh, it was changed on a regular basis. With adding fruit to water, you've got a chance of listeria. 
as mm-hmm. salmonella growth that can sit on the growth in there. Cause I've got a quality background in food. So. Oh, wow. I've got a little, yeah. That's what I do for a living. Yeah. <laughs> so I think if they're able to, to keep a, a better track on the actual times that it's going out and uh, making sure that the fruit you're putting in there is clean, that's one of the biggest things is clean it before you put it in water, sitting there all day. Right. I think that would be a good option for them. But I think uh, an even better option would probably be getting like a freestyle machine in the new VIP area. That way, there's no risk of contamination, no risk of uh, foodborne illnesses from the fruit going into it. Just go up, push what you want, you drink, and you're not going to take 20 cups of, of of Coke or anything out of that with you. You're not going to put it right. in the bag. You're just at taking worst, it you're going right to have there. two, you know, two hands, uh, two yeah, drinks at so once. You might walk out with one extra. Yeah. Right. Uh, and I never understood why they didn't put one of those freestyles in there, you know, when they started offering that. I figured since it was the tent, it may be because the elements, you know, the freestyle mm-hmm. machine may not be able to handle the outside elements and potential getting wet and that sort of thing. But uh, I, I never understood why that wasn't just part of the plan in the first place. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, maybe, uh, maybe for this year, that is. Mm-hmm. Now, I heard that uh, they're supposed to have a more permanent location. And the reason they, they didn't put the freestyle machine in last year is because that was a a new area for them. So they knew that was going to be a temporary area. So with the plumbing went into it and the cost associated with that, right. it just wasn't a, a good option for them at the time. So I look forward to seeing what the, they offer uh, tomorrow night when we go. Yeah. Where do open. you think they might place the new one? You've heard I heard some rumors about where it might be. Uh, I think the, the one I heard the most of from uh, several other people was it's going to be right there near uh, the candy spot right there by the racer. So you got that little store right there across from Hanks. Uh-huh. It's supposed to be in that general area right there. Hmm. I see. Well, I guess we'll find out this weekend, huh? Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. Yeah. I wonder if it's, it'll be a little bit more of a permanent structure or the tent again. I heard it's going to be more of a permanent structure, and uh, it's supposed to be larger with the amount of prestige passes that it's sold. Uh, they want to get as many people in there as they can that actually purchase that, that amenity. Mm-hmm one of the perks was the preferred parking. Do you, do you think they sold more prestige passes than they had realized and may hurt the preferred parking area? I really think that's going to make a lot of people decide whether or not they're going to get it the following year. Mm-hmm. So originally when it rolled out, it was sent out as an email invitation. And I'd heard from a, several people that a lot of people were sharing the email code. Like if you go oh. back to the groups and everything, people mm-hmm. were, posted on there and they they put their their code on there where anybody could go in there and just purchase it now which it's it's a good idea it's a bad idea however it's a good idea to sell as much as you can for revenue for the park right however if you oversell it that's going to cause a problem for people that actually receive the email and sign up that way like i received the email i clicked the link i purchased tickets for my family and uh, one of the things was was the parking i think that'd be a good idea but with only having 400 spots there I think they're going to run into a lot of issues, a lot of disgruntled park goers that wanted to purchase it just for that amenity of the parking. Then they Mm -hmm. get there and realize that it's full and they need to find another location to park it. Right. Some of the KIC members were discussing on the forums about it may being expanded out. I haven't heard anything on that regard. Have you? Now, last season, I heard that they were going to put the the prestige parking where the buses were. However... That wasn't done. So I'm not sure if that might, might be a future plan for them. 
But uh, from what I've seen from several posts from employees up there working right now, that that's going to be the uh, the parking right there is the preferred location. Yeah. And uh, when you go in, let's say you don't have a prestige pass and you go in and you want to purchase the upgrade for the preferred parking, you need to now do that the day before. You can't just buy that at the turnstile. Right. Well, any other thoughts you have on the new prestige pass, Nick? Well, I think it's a great idea and uh, it's not for everybody, but I feel that those that uh, are able to take care of the, uh, the amenities that's offered, I think it's a great idea for the yeah. VIP area, get out of the way. Now they are supposed to have one over in Soak City, which I'm looking forward to seeing how that's going to be set up because I know they sell the, uh, the cabanas over there, the rentals. So with the, uh, the VIP area over there, that might be a more of a driving force for more people to go to Soak City. Yeah, that could be. How, how often do you go to Soak City? Do you visit there very often? Just a few times a season. Not much. <laughs> Usually it's maybe twice for me. Uh, the kids like mm-hmm. to go over there and spend the day. So we will uh, take the kids over there at least one day per season. Yeah. I'm not the biggest water park fan. I'm not overall. <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. one day every once in a while. But, you know, I want to do stuff at the dry side. I can get in water yeah. at home two hours away, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah. Uh, I, I don't need to drive two hours just to get in a, a pool or, or what have you. Mm-hmm. Uh, I can find those around here, but I, I don't have an Orion in my backyard or, That's you know, true. local <laughs> and 15, 20 minutes away. So mm-hmm. my jaw is always the dry side of the park more, but uh, usually we try to do one or two days over there as well because I know the kids really like it. Let's talk about Adventure Port, which is new for this year. And here is the backstory of the new area. Resting in the foothills of overgrown mountains and dense tropical terrain, Adventure Port is a hub of exporters searching for an ancient civilization's forbidden temple and mysterious wonders. If asked, the locals will tell tales of those who came before and vanished. Did they unwilling disturb ancient spirits and fall victim to an age-old curse? Nick, what is your first reactions when it was announced? excitement it's uh, always a good idea when you're getting a, a new themed area to a park it's going to drive a lot more people that haven't been to king's island uh for a season or two that just come there they get daily tickets to see a new themed area i think it's uh, really going to be beneficial to the season as a driving force to get people in there like last season you had the anniversary 50th mm-hmm. anniversary so a lot of people who hadn't been there in years came just to see uh, what's going on for the party and i think with following up with a, a new themed area I think that's going to be absolutely amazing. I think it's going to really drive attendance and to get a lot more people talking about the King's Island that may or may not go just because they're not into big roller coasters. Right. And with the two new flat rides they've got bringing in, that's going to be uh, just another option for families that aren't uh, into the big coasters. My thinking is anytime that they put fresh paint on something, that's a good thing. You know, Definitely. It just always spruces stuff up. They put more attention on some of the landscaping and in this particular case we got a couple more rides coming in and we'll talk about those in a minute but just the fact that we're focusing on theming and sprucing up an area whether you want to rename Mm -hmm. it or or just freshen it up um, that's in my opinion always good you know carowinds just did that king's dominion did it last year with with their new area and so cedar fair has been doing this across not only king's island but the full chain and i think that has gotten them pretty far so far you know mm-hmm. they they did that with uh carowinds several years back in their new um 
county fair area. And I think that was a big hit and they added a bunch of flat rides back there. So I think they have found that this is a, a winning ticket where you're not spending 30 million on a brand new coaster. You're, you're spending a quarter of that, but yet you're still getting a good return on investment. Definitely. What do you think about the colors and the look of the new area and the concept art? The concept art, when it first was released, I thought, wow, this is absolutely amazing. So the architects that came up with the idea really knew what they were doing for that area to retheme it that way. Especially kind of tying into Adventure Express with the adventure port of it and the new theming going on there. I'm really looking forward to it. I really like that they utilized, you know, calling it uh, kind of a port, utilizing the pond. I mean, I thought that was yeah. pretty ingenious for them to kind of incorporate that as part of the whole theme for the whole area, you know, instead mm -hmm. of, yeah, here's some water over here, you know, now yeah. it, it's completely immersed into the story and the area of the theme. So I, I thought that was really cool that they did that. So let's focus in on Soul Spin. Mm -hmm. And here's its theme backstory. This recent discovered mechanism appears to be an immersive sun disk created by the ancient civilization. Riders will board open air suspended passengers vehicles and experience the sensation of flying 60 feet through the air at 25 miles an hour. Now this is a Zamperla Endeavor model ride, which looks to be their updated spin on the old Hoos inter, uh, Enterprise. King's Island had one called Skylab, which opened in 1986 and closed in 1997. Skylab was located in Coney Mall, where the Coca-Cola Marketplace is now. Soul Spin is going to be located within yards of where Skylab sat. What are your thoughts on Soul Spin? Just the art of it. I think it's going to be a great ride. I'm looking forward to riding it. And if you're a history connoisseur, uh, and a lot mm -hmm. of KI Central members are, it's cool to have an indirect throwback to Skylab with this new, mm -hmm. new ride. And I assume that's kind of what King's On was thinking when they did this with this ride and, and purchased this mm -hmm. ride for the park, especially for that area of the park. What do you think of, of that little bit of a throwback there? I think it's really good that they're incorporating the history of King's Island with new rides. There's a lot of uh, people that really enjoy the history of the park uh, with the book that was released that last year with the photos in, the, in it. Mm -hmm. that it kind of was a driving force for people to research more about King's Island and look into the older rides. Yes, and there is a complete full history section on King's Island Central on our main page. I, I think it's really cool that they're kind of still bringing in some of that nostalgia. You know, they brought the Flying Eagles back uh, over in Planet Snoopy. Then we got the Antique Autos back and into a new location. And I, I think that area looks absolutely amazing back there. And I, and I really love how that incorporates in. And so just the continuation of adding some more rides that bring some of that nostalgia back to the park. I think is a winner for, for King's Island. Oh, definitely. As a kid, we used to go to King's Island many years ago. I remember just going there, having a great time, riding the rides. I remember seeing the Skylab and mm -hmm. uh, the other rides that they're kind of incorporating back into it in the photos. It really brought back memories of a childhood, like going there and remembering the sights and that I remember seeing as a kid that I forgot about, put it back in my mind and just completely forgot about. I have read one of these at uh, a park that counts their flags i think it's a really cool ride i think it'll be a big hit and zamperla labels this as a thrill ride mm -hmm. so i think with the the rides they kind of incorporated they got kind of a thrill ride uh, 
a more family ride with uh, Cargo Loco, and then you've got Adventure Express that kind of ties in as well. Uh, I think it's going to be a, a great addition to the park for more of a kind of a thrill ride, maybe not as much as uh, Delirium or Drop Tower, but mm -hmm. it is a fairly high thrill ride, and I don't think Grandma's going to be wanting to ride that one too much, you know. No, my wife's going to sit that one out too. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's ship our conversation over to Cargo Loco. Uh, the themed backstory for it is their methods might be a little dizzy, but the Aero Cargo Company will get your goods from point A to point B eventually. Riders will board these shipping barrels where they will be able to manually control the speed of the spin where a wheel in the middle of the barrel can be used to spin it. And this is a teacup model from the Zamperla manufacturer. Um, which we have to point out immediately that this appears to be a direct throwback, not this kind of a, an indirect throwback to their spinning keggers. When, when it was at Kings Island, it was from 1972 to 1989, and it too was an attraction that was an Oktoberfest in the spot of the current airbrush shop, kind of on the other side. Uh, their spinning keggers was an intamin, and the model was called Drunken Barrels. If you can imagine that, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know when I when I was looking this up and and getting some of this information, it's like I could see Intamin calling them drunken barrels. You know, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> How exciting is it to have this same type of ride back? Now you know mentioned earlier, uh, it brings up some of the nostalgia back, uh, but you know they're putting one basically just like the old one uh, in the general area of that park. Well, what do you think about that? I think that's a great idea. I actually remember, remember the barrels when I used to go as a kid. So my, with having a son about my the same age as I when I wrote it, I mm -hmm. think it's going to be great for father son to get on the same type of ride. And, and I really think he's going to enjoy it. Yeah, and I, and I think a lot of families our age, like you just said, they're, they're going to go, oh, I can ride this now with my kids, you know? Yeah. Uh, and they're going to be able to do the same and, and we'll probably hearing lots of stories on the ride as we're waiting for the ride to dispatch and they're, they're finishing up getting the ride ready for that cycle mm -hmm. of hearing i rode this you know i'm actually anxious to hear about some of the stories that we're going to hear in line and sitting on the ride with other people that may be on the same barrel with you about their experiences you know long time ago uh when they were yeah. little so those are the type of things that i love to listen for in in lines and and have conversations with people and and see if they remember the old stuff and sometimes i'll even start the conversation of do you remember when these were over there or, you know when, yeah you know, i do that with antique autos do you remember when they we had less taxis and um and that type of thing and the flying eagles it, it's a really good conversation starter and and brings a lot of nostalgia back and I think this is a, just another one of those things that Key, Kings Island's getting right with bringing some of that old nostalgia type uh, and is going to get, get people even in the line just talking, much less just get them in the park. But it's going to yeah, excite them even more when they're there, you know, yeah. about, hey, I remember this and this is the ride and, and that sort of thing. And I think that's going to be such a good conversation starter from our age on up, you know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And while you're, it, you're on the subject, is uh, this past year, there was a lot of conversation from older people that had been to the park when they first opened, talked about the atmosphere and how much they enjoy the park. Mm -hmm. And 
jumping back to the 50th here, I thought they did an awesome job with the 50th last year. I could not think of anything more or different that I would have done myself that they didn't Mm -hmm. already think of during that whole last season. Hopefully that excitement will continue on, you know, for years to come with everything they did last year. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. Now, the last ride, but not least, is Adventure Express. And here's the new theme backstory for it. Embark on a treasure hunting mine train expedition in search of a forbidden temple. Enhancements for the 2023 season includes a relocation queue, line, and additional theming. We have learned earlier you are a fan of Adventure Express in general. So yes. what do you think of you know the, the updated theming for this ride? I'm really looking forward to it. I believe last year they celebrated their 30th anniversary of Adventure Express. So I was really looking forward to new merchandise, maybe a new themed area going into the, the previous season. Mm-hmm. However, they pushed it off, which still looking forward to anyways. Now, yes. Adventure Express was my first larger coaster I rode as a kid after the Beastie. So <laughs> when I was a kid, I used to ride the Beastie and kind of moved on to Adventure Express and moved on to the Beast. But Adventure Express always holds a special spot in my heart. It was my son's first larger coaster also. Mm-hmm. And uh, last season, we got there early, and my son was like, hey, I want to ride Adventure Express all day. I was like, okay. So I got on my ride tracker, and I just tracked it throughout the day. We rode it 60 times on that single day, and he still talks about that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it, those type of memories just come back, you know? Yeah. Uh, and is stuff that you you treasure for a very long time and you know i I have some of those memories with my kids and you've probably seen on facebook when uh one of them hits a milestone and you know they Mm -hmm. get to ride that next big ride and uh this last year uh my youngest logan he hit the 54 during winter fest and was able to ride flight of fear so that's now his new favorite ride uh yeah it was like you know the last week or two that it was open he had the week before, he was like so close. The ride off came really close to letting him on because he was just right yeah. there on that line. A couple of weeks later, he went back. They measured him. I don't know if his hair had grown just enough to make it uh-huh. or what. Yep, you you get the wristband this time. Nice. So yeah, he he really liked that, and that that's just a memory that you're gonna think of. And when he brings his kids there and rides the new mm-hmm. Flight of Fear. Uh, ride that they reimagined, <laughs> like we've been talking about. He will also ha- have remembered that story as well. So, what do you think about how they have tied uh, Adventure Express into the Adventure Port? I thought it was fairly unique how they t- kind of turned it into an expedition and looking for the forbidden temples. Yeah, I really think that's a great idea. Now, I do remember years ago that the, the ride operators used to have on like safari outfits and yes. with the fog. And the theming in that area, I, I really hope they bring incorporate more of that back into the ride. With yes, the new me area. too. Yeah, yeah. exactly. I, and I know they, in the concept art, they kind of just showed the last tunnel. And yeah. it didn't look like they really changed much in there other than freshening it up. And I'm hoping there's going to be some more pri- surprises in there as well. But I'm hoping we'll see some other type of theming in the other tunnels, the other two tunnels. Oh, yeah. I'm hoping we're going to see something different in there as well. Um, mm-hmm. To help yeah, I'm hoping for a little in. bit of fog in there too. Yes, well, they used to have fog if you remember a long time ago. Yeah, they did. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and I don't know what the deal was, why that disappeared. I don't know if it was a, a 
cost cutting measure or it's mm-hmm. causing some sort of issue. I'm not sure, but it would definitely like to, to see a little bit more theming in that regard added back to mm-hmm. Adventure Express. And I hope they have the budget to be able to, to add some cool stuff in there to, to keep us excited about riding it. Oh, definitely. Do you think there'll be uh, other portions of the ride that might get theming besides the tunnels? You think they'll do anything with the station and that sort of thing? I'm really hoping since they're moving the queue line a little bit that they're going to revamp that a little bit. Maybe do something like how they've got with that Banshee with the, the tombstones over there. Maybe yes. incorporate more of like an adventure area as you're waiting to get on the ride. Yeah, and I'm wondering how that that's going to work because before you had the big bridge because it was you know had a big valley right there uh, to get over yeah. to the ride. I wonder how that is going to change on the landscape and how the new entrance will walk you through there. I, it seemed like mm-hmm. in the concept art, you were going to walk in where you exited before more. Yeah. Uh, but I'm assuming there might be some more queue area than there used to be before, because before it was pretty much just the bridge and you just had a couple switchbacks in the station. I'm mm-hmm. assuming there might be a little bit more uh, queue area being added as well. So be anxious to see, like you said, hopefully we'll see something in, in the queue and, and to walk back there into the into the whole ride itself and into the station, and oh, I'm yeah. hoping yeah. we'll see some more some more good stuff in, in the station as well. And I hope, mm-hmm. and I really hope because they had painted the ride last year for opening uh, the actual structure, but they didn't paint the transfer track. The transfer oh, yeah. track was not painted, and I never understood why they left that little small section unpainted and i sure <laughs> hope they they finished that off this this uh off season just to get that the rest of the way spruced up because the rest of it looks so good and then you had the transfer track that it's like man did they run out of paint you know that's what yeah, came yeah. to my mind it's like they ran out of paint <laughs> or time and they just never got back to it and, uh, and yeah. i hope they were able to to get to uh Ace Hardware or wherever they got the paint from <laughs> and, and get that transfer track uh, mm-hmm. finished off. That'd be my oh, yeah. only critique with the paint last year was mm-hmm. finish the uh, the poor transfer track. So oh, yeah. any other yeah. thoughts about the upcoming 2023 season do you have, Nick? So overall, I'm just looking forward to it. With my daughter working out there, she's been taking a picture of the front sign out there like you drive by you see the sign so they were doing uh-huh. a countdown from oh is that from who's been doing that every day yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> so i'm posting that every day and uh, just kind of driving up the uh, the excitement building to the new season yes i am very very excited i got my hotel room booked for this weekend and mm-hmm. i'll be heading over there friday morning to make it for uh the premium yeah. pass day so yep i plan to spend all weekend up there and, and, and join the park and Getting back into the season, I'm looking really looking forward to it, and I'm sure I'll see you yeah. around the park. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I took off Friday and just looking forward to spending the entire weekend up there. Yep, I've had that day slated on my vacation list for quite a while now. As soon as yes, it was pretty much announced, it's like, <laughs> yep, I'm putting that on. I know I'll be there. Mm-hmm. So, well, oh, uh, I hope everyone enjoys the new adventure port. We'll have another follow-up podcast once everything is in and everything's actually in place. I don't know if everything is going to be 100% this weekend or not, but once we get to the point where the whole area is complete, then we'll have another podcast talking about that. Otherwise, we hope to see everyone on the midway and in the queues once the season gets started.
Thank you very much, Nick, for coming on the podcast with us and talking about the upcoming season, the Prestige Pass, and we will see you at the park. Yeah, thank you. I appreciate you. Thank you for listening to the Kings Island Central podcast. KICentral.com is Kings Island's ultimate fan site. For more discussion about Kings Island and other amusement parks, join us over at KICentral.com.